will this next bank collapse result in our shift into the new system? Outlook, good. And it's now becoming apparent. I mean, I hope that you can see it, but we've got to talk about what's happening with the banks today. Coming up. I'm Lynette Zhang, Chief Market Analyst here at ITM Trading, a full-service physical gold and silver dealer. And you know, it was JP Morgan Chase that said, or JP Morgan that said, only gold is money. Everything else is credit. And if everything is credit, it can only last as long as it can. And now, well, we're going to just get started so I can show you what I'm talking about. And the first thing is lovely Jamie Dimon plans to sell $141 million worth of JP Morgan shares. Ah, disposal to big to be CEO's first such stock sale during his tenure. Why do you think he's selling it now? Now he can say whatever he wants, financial diversification, because he's too heavily invested in JP Morgan shares or in the stock market itself, tax planning, or is it really about the rats leaving the sinking ship? Because what we know is that this system is in severe decline and that decline is rapidly evolving. And they're bracing for all these new rules, loan losses after the earnings windfall. So we want to make sure, meaning the central bank, whose job is to protect the banks and themselves, not the public, but we want to make sure that the banks have an, as much capital as possible. And so there you go. I mean, they showed us in 2008 who was too big to fail, and that was the banks, of course. But part of the proposal will require banks, so these are the new rules, to hold more capital for certain types of trading. What, would banks take risks with their deposits, with the money that they're holding? And JP Morgan's market, markets business will be expected to set aside 60% more capital. That's pretty substantial, especially when you're looking at a no reserve regime, which is where we are. But that could force smaller players out of the business and result in less liquidity. See, liquidity is the ability to easily buy and sell without moving the price. So we need the smaller players involved so that they can sop up that liquidity. Just like we've been watching that risk transfer from the few, so from the one percenters to the many, this is happening on all different levels. But what are all of those trading, types of trading that they're talking about? Well, this is the most current derivatives in the FDIC insured banking system. And these are speculative derivatives, which are actually what generates the most revenues for the banks. But they are speculative and they are risky and they are leveraged and they are opaque. So they want a, a little bit more money put back for the next crisis. But you know, it was 2013 
that they came up with the accounting tricks of compression and netting. So the reality is, is even though you're looking at this, nobody, nobody, nobody actually knows the true value at risk. This is just the price of the contracts after they do their funny accounting tricks with netting and compression, making it look smaller. And yet it's still higher than it was in 2008 and growing. I've done lots of videos on that. You can watch them, but hmm. And here we are. This was from October 27th. Bank stocks sink past SVB crisis lows as rates upend business. Now, KBW Bank Index dropped to 29%. May's low was 25%. So what is this trying to tell you? That the latest leg down for banks come at a perilous time for the broader market where the tech stalwarts that carried indexes to massive first half gains have also started to wobble. The markets are starting to crumble, right? Who is going to be in there to support these markets, especially with what's happening in the treasury market? Because I cannot remind you of this enough that the treasuries are the foundation of the global financial markets. And all of these foundations, all of the tech stocks, all of the bank stocks, all of these derivatives on, on which all of these speculative bets are built, they're all starting to crumble. But because this is so opaque, you will not see it until it's too late. So what you're looking at here and what I show you all the time, these are all the warning signs of the breakdown. And we are clearly closer, especially with what's happening in the treasury market. This is also going to impact all other markets. If you're still sitting in there waiting to see what's going to happen. I mean, I got to ask why, what are you waiting for? This is not a good thing, but you know, we've been talking about the, when is the comeback? So Wall Street dealmakers are tired of guessing when a comeback will arrive. Maybe the comeback simply will not arrive. And so banks see seventh quarter of declining investment banking fees because they keep waiting for these markets to pick up, for the volumes to pick up. And maybe the simple fact is, is that all of these markets are, have been reduced in the terms of liquidity enough buyers and sellers, because we certainly are not in a free market where markets are really actually based on asset buyers versus asset sellers. These are just stock markets where everything has been turned into a trading instrument with, with maturity mismatches, pricing, all these mismatches. And I think that we're coming to a point where all of this is going to be a lot more apparent. The five banks collectively posted, so these are all the big banks, collectively posted a seventh straight quarter of declines in investment banking fees, matching the seven quarters of heightened mergers and acquisitions actively triggered, activity triggered amid a pandemic era of easy money you get the money for free. What does that mean? It means it's not worth as much as it was, but Hey, the central banks didn't create inflation. And I hope you realize I'm being completely facetious with all their money printing, 
But as those heady times ended, the banks delivered less than half the revenue over the last 12 months, over less than half the revenue over the last 12 months than they generated in a record-breaking 2021, which was the era of that free money. And this is what it looks like. This is three years pre-pandemic, seven quarter boom with the free money and seven quarter slump, which is actually lower than the pre-pandemic. And, and let's face it, since 2008, just free money, free money, free money, free money. So it wasn't just that the pandemic era ushered in free money, that's been going on since 2008, but they don't want to keep taking you back there, even though I've shown you reference to all these different periods. 2008, 1933, the early 80s, 1971, et cetera, et cetera. Well, what was happening during all those periods of time is that, well, in 2008, the system died and all those other periods of time, we transitioned into a new system. Largest U.S. banks grapple with worst write-offs in three years. So not only are they having trouble making money on deals, as we just saw, less than half, but they also have lots and lots of write-offs. The worst write-off in three years, net interest income, a new capital, new capital requirements, which we talked about earlier, also in focus, investment banking revenues, expected to drop a mergers and acquisitions slump because that free money has gone away. So the Fed has raised the interest rates to fight the inflation that they caused. And here are lots of, I can't really call them unintended consequences. The Fed is not stupid, right? They know that as they're doing this, it's going to have an impact. And these are the four largest banks, Bank of America, JP Morgan, Wells Fargo, and Citigroup. And you can see how those deals, the charge-offs were higher in 2020. And this is basically where we are now in 2023. Posting roughly 5.3 billion in combined third quarter net charge-offs, the highest for the group since the second quarter of 2020. And we know what was happening during 2020. So can you start to see the massive pressures? And the reality is with all those derivatives, we really have no idea what's going on in that completely opaque market. Just like we didn't know before 2008 exactly what was going on. And when it froze, that derivative market froze 24 hours. I'm not exaggerating. 24 hours, the markets were frozen and we were in crisis. How long is it going to take this time? Probably another 24 hours. We'll find out because we are getting all sorts of warning. Volatility market flashes, stock warnings, and fresh VIX, which is the volatility index. But oh my goodness, we see an inversion. So all of this talk of a soft landing, no landing, no recession, oh, maybe a mild one. That's not what all the technical data is telling us. Fear Gauge sees front month backwardation for the first time in a year. That is a signal of near-term stress, which often coincides with equity losses. In other words, an imploding stock market. So while the S&P 500 index has declined this week, 
have all have appeared largely orderly. The nearest futures contract tied to the SIBO volatility index, also known as the VIX, and a measure of expected swings in America's benchmark equity gauge, the S&P 500, closed Thursday in a pattern known as backwardation. It's a telltale sign of mounting distress as traders anticipate more volatility in the near term than further out in the future. And basically what they're saying is that they expect a lot of stock market losses. So we're experiencing the bond market losses, including the treasury bond market, which is the underpinning of the global financial markets. And we're seeing the same thing, all of these warnings. Yet people don't realize it because if you open up your 401k statement and it kind of looks okay, then you're like, oh, all right. You know, you have confidence in these markets that are completely made up. Almost all stock market trials in the past have occurred during periods of backwardation. So people think this can go on forever. Not with all the signals that I'm seeing. And these aren't only the only ones. I show them to you all the time. I can't tell you exactly when, but I can definitely tell you that things, we are closer today than we have ever been before. And this really is all about the loss of purchasing power. So what I'm going to show you now is the truth, right? Because the lie began in 1913. And let's just look at a 20th of an ounce of gold backed a $1 bill. And you could buy 11 loaves of bread if you had, oh, well, let's see. If you had a dollar bill, you had a silver dollar, or you had a gold dollar, which is this one right here. See how teeny it is? There's a one ounce silver dollar, there's a 20th of an ounce, a $1 gold coin. And you could have bought 11 loaves of bread with either one. Let's go a little bit forward to 1933, when they took the gold away from the population. Then they also changed things, reset. The currency from a 20th of an ounce backing a dollar to a 20th of an ounce backing $4. And you could buy 14 loaves of bread. So you see in this transition, it makes it look like things are getting better. They aren't getting better. And we know that. And have you really ever heard of anybody saying how great it was during the depression of 1933? when we reset the currency and took the protection of the public, the gold that backed it, we started a transition away from that. Come to 1971. Now what backs the dollar is the full faith and credit of the government, which is what backs all fiat money all over the world. So as long as you trust the government, then you have faith in them, you'll continue to loan them money, extend them credit. And in 1971, a dollar only bought you six loaves of bread. That's it. Okay. So going forward, has it gotten better? Has it gotten worse? How many loaves of bread can you buy with a dollar? Let's take a look. Because in 2023, a dollar would buy you. Now this is according to the BLS. I don't really buy bread but, or go much to the grocery store anymore, but 
can any of you buy a loaf of bread for $1.97? Maybe the absolute cheapest? Maybe. That's white bread and no nutrient value. But okay, according to the BLS, the average price of a loaf of bread is $1.97. So therefore, with $1, you can buy roughly half a loaf of bread. But even looking at monetary gold, so in other words, and not even monetary gold, even just taking the spot price of gold, which is a manipulated price, far, far less than what you're looking at here, roughly a third, okay? $1, $1 worth of gold or a 20th of an ounce of gold would still buy you 51 loaves. If we're actually looking at a $1 gold coin, roughly triple that, roughly triple that. Now you tell me, can you see this pattern? What is it gonna take for you to get into gold to protect whatever's left of your purchasing power? And what kind of gold are you gonna go into? Or silver for that matter. What are you gonna do to protect yourself and your worth? Because the system, the central banks and the governments, they have been robbing you since the day you were born. Since the day you were born. At some point, you gotta say no. And so you need food, water, energy, security, barter ability, wealth preservation, community, and shelter to sustain a reasonable standard of living. But a big part of that wealth preservation is gold. And you guys know, I don't buy bullion gold. I don't buy new stuff because, hey, I can't guarantee that there's going to be a confiscation. But good Lord, they've been doing it to you since the day you were born. Do you really think that at the very end, which is where we are right now, that they're going to go, eh, we got enough. That's okay. You can keep what's left. No, their goal is to transfer all your wealth and put you in a situation where you have to do whatever it is that they dictate. The new monetary system that they have in mind is far worse than the paper monetary system. Because though you lost your purchasing power over time, you, it was still, it's a debt instrument that carries no interest. Doesn't pay interest, doesn't charge interest, just inflation. You just have that inflation tag, which I say just, but like that's not bad enough. Once we go into the digital system, if we allow that to happen, then there are their words, not mine, no limits on how low you can go, they can go with interest rates. And what that does is it attacks your principal. And lest you think, because they have said over and over again, they're not going to take cash away. But lest you think that getting cash is going to protect you, they intend to put, if they haven't done it already, I don't know, but they intend to put a chip in the currency. So no matter how long you hold it, it's going to track those negative rates. So maybe when you go to use that dollar or redeposit that dollar, maybe it only has 25% of its value, of its face value, you know, or 50% or whatever that percentage is going to be. So the only place to truly escape is right here 
and right here. This is the only thing that's truly outside of the system. You can always convert it into whatever that current tool of barter is. But if you do not own gold and silver, you will not be able to protect your purchasing power. The cards are stacked against you. It's up to you what you're going to do. Physical, gold and silver, the pre-33, that's my vote. That's my vote. You get to do whatever you want. But we see central banks buying more gold than they ever have. They know what they're doing to the currencies. They are far more understanding of where we are in this trend cycle than the general public is. So, a little bit of fun. Because last week, we asked you to guess who was joining the ITM trading team. Now, we have announced it today. If you want to know who it is, go to www.itmtrading.com to find out. I'm not going to tell you, but I can tell you this. Super excited about it. And I know you are going to love it. I know I do. So itmtrading.com and you can get the answer. And we do have a winner um, of the polls. And I suppose we'll probably announce that tomorrow in the live Q&As. And if you haven't done this yet, click that Calendly link below. Get your gold and silver strategy in place and executed ASAP because you want to have the right kind of silver and gold for your objectives and you want to have those choices. And once the crisis unfolds and it becomes apparent to the public, you will lose all of your choices. So if you haven't yet, make sure you subscribe to this channel, leave us a comment, give us a thumbs up and share, share, share. And until next we meet, Please be safe out there. Bye-bye.